Hey, what's up? This is your host, Kat Jones. Today is May 12th, I think, and this is Queer All Year. I think it's the 12th, 2020. I know it's 2020, and I'm joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer and co-host, who probably knows what day it is, McGee. Yeah, it's it's. I do know the day. In fact, it is the twelfth, and I know that because today in history, um, the Gregorian calendar was adopted. Gregorian which, calendar. I don't even know if that's really what we have right now. I think it but, is. Um, use it. I know, like it was the first thing to have leap days, right? That could possibly be it. I, I don't know a whole lot about the calendar, but I know about. Pope Gregory, because we studied him in music school. You studied um, a pope in music school? Yeah, because, um, uh, well, you heard the term Gregorian chant. Oh, yeah, I like Gregorian Yeah, chant. that's uh, from Pope Gregory. Oh. But basically, the thing is, and uh, you probably see this um, image on a lot of stained glass and stuff. It's a uh, dove by the ear of uh, a man with a halo. Oh, yeah. Um, showing he's close to God. It's Pope Gregory and a uh, dove. So this dove would come to him up in the in the Pope chambers or whatever. And he would sing these melodies into his ear. And he would uh, write down the, uh, the Gregorian chant. And that's how Gregorian chant happened. Oh. I mean, obviously, that's... I mean, like... If you're a hardcore Catholic, I get or whatever, you, you could believe that. But obviously, I mean, well, not. Uh, I mean, it could be. It's like hard Mozart. to say these things about religion, but um, well, I mean, there's no real reason to think that he was even like a skilled, um, vocalist or anything or musician. It was probably just a collection of a lot of older hymns and stuff, and. Uh, Aren't a Gregorian lot of people working the, on just it. Just like the same note, or am I thinking of something different? Uh, the opposite of that. They're like the same word that has tons of notes. Well, uh, I guess there there are like three types of Gregorian chant, where there's um, uh, several words per note, or um, somewhere in the middle, or several notes per word. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so is so, that, yeah. is that, are those the things they like sing during Catholic mass still? Yeah. Anything yeah. that sounds like it's uh, that pentatonic scale thing because it's easy to sing. Anything that sounds like, oh, 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 oh. Is it like the, the homily or the Psalms or whatever that um, John Mullaney talks about? Where, like, the guy comes out and is like, The Lamb of God is bread. The bread is the bread. Yeah, it's essentially a Gregorian <laughs> chant. But, yeah. I mean, like, uh, Americanized or yeah. Anglicized, something like yeah. that. And then he would talk about, I'm totally on a tangent, but then he'd be, he was like, and then he would gesture at us, and he, it was clear that it was our turn to sing, but we didn't know the words. <laughs> and we were like, The <laughs> bread of bread is bread. his bread yeah anyway so you know what i do know about gregory is that he was the one who um encouraged people to overthrow uh queen elizabeth the first i'm pretty sure he was the one who like put a hit out on her 
So <laughs> what a Christian thing to do. Well, she wasn't. A, she wasn't a. She was a heretic, and she was taking England down. With I know. Her. I yeah. I, I I get it, but like you know, she was dooming just, her whole all of her people. Uh, that's just not what a Christian is supposed to do. Put a hit out on another human being. I mean, it wasn't. It was just kind of like if you did, I wouldn't send you to hell. But. <laughs> I, I forgot about that, that the Pope could send people to hell and do stuff know, like that. Can the Pope send people to hell, or can the Pope just refuse well, absolution? He can He can confirm to them that they're... Well, okay, maybe I don't know anything at all, but I was yeah. under the impression <laughs> that he could tell someone that he had heard from God that you're not going to heaven. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because you know, of his we were... infallibility or something like that. We were all, almost practically raised by a grandmother who secretly tried to make us Catholic, and we know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, we uh, we know that most of our family members are named after saints yeah. or various biblical characters. Dad is <laughs> Dad's middle name is Nicholas because he was born on the feast of Saint Nicholas. So. Everybody go steal his identity, I guess. Not even his middle name. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like 13 kids. Woohoo! You want to hear about 1937? Let's hear it. 1937. Sounds like some Nazi times. Yeah, the Nazis were starting to come to power. Or they were in power. I don't know any year except 44. Yeah, they were in power. They were <laughs> Look, there I know in 33. Except for when the Americans joined in. That's when huh. things started to matter, I guess. Right. That's when the world got saved. It's ridiculous. I can tell you everything that led up to uh, World War II and like everything that happened through it all. I could not give you dates. It is ridiculous. I'm an idiot. So well, that's I... just how we're raised now. We don't, mm -hmm. uh, or I mean, our education, they don't emphasize dates anymore. Yeah. I'm just saying I've watched Hitler's Circle of Evil on Netflix probably about six times now. Or maybe it's Prime. It's probably Prime. I should know dates. So That's weird because I... Uh, well, okay, yeah, continue. No, go ahead. Um, we always talk about Nazis. That's all we ever talk about. <laughs> um, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, 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 nah. I've already kind of forgotten it. All right, um, that's all good. Um, yeah, so this is, we're, we're back in 1937 in Germany, which is probably pretty horrifying for everybody. We're talking about Heinz Nettermeyer. Niedermeyer. It's got to be Niedermeyer because there's no other. Yeah. Um, he was the first love of Christopher Isherwood, who was an Anglo-American playwright, uh, novelist, screenwriter, and diarist, which I think just means he wrote in a diary that maybe someone published, because I'm not sure what it... It's D-I-A-R-I-S-T. So I, hmm. I don't know what Yeah, that I believe that's what that is. Yeah, I guess, Or else yeah. you sell them. Yeah, well... I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you cannot find any informa information about Heinz without, that's not attached to Christopher Isherwood because the only, the only thing, quote, that made him, you know, memorable, quote, is that he was, um, you know, the, the first love of this great author and, and they traveled around together a lot. And he was a lot younger than, than Christopher, like a lot younger. Mm. And, um, so in... 1933, so we went back a few years, uh, they, they fled Nazi Germany for Greece because, the, you know, 
it was not good to be homosexual in Germany for quite a long time. Or like ever, maybe. They wanted to go to Britain, but Heinz wasn't allowed in because he was both German and homosexual. Uh, so huh. they traveled around to six different countries looking for acceptance. Uh, but on May 12th, 1937, Luxembourg deported Heinz back to Germany. They were like, mm. we don't have the gay here uh, and you're German. We don't want the German. We don't have the German here. So you gotta go back. And the next day he was arrested by the Gestapo. And he was, he was forced what? Arrested by the Gestapo. Gestapo. Oh. Mm, not good. He was forced no. into three and a half years hard labor and then military service, and I'm not mm, entirely yeah. sure why they allowed a homosexual man to do hard labor and then be in the military rather than sending him to a concentration camp and just burying him forever. Well, mm. see, um, those kind of um, soldiers were cannon fodder. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, they were it just distractions. Seems like... They they all died in battle. Well, yeah, it, but it just well, seems the, like the like most part. why would you choose? You know, they hated homosexuals so much, and they put them in the concentration camps to really suffer. Like cannon fodder seems like you know you're gone. Right, you know, basically. That's right, true. Right? Yeah. You know, it's they didn't get the. And it's like hard satisfaction labor. of the. Hard labor had them. to be like in a concentration camp, right? Like maybe not, but I don't yeah, know. I mean, like, uh, well, for the most part, I mean, there were labor camps that I mean, everyone was still concentrated in big groups, but I mean, like, companies would pull people out of the larger concentration camps and bring them to their factories, yeah, where like factory workers were not necessarily concentrated. Well, I don't, I don't. I don't know what... Well, Schindler managed to keep his people out of concentration camps, so I assume... Right. They, just, they lived... Where did they live? The ghettos? They didn't live in concentration camps. They got... No, they, they lived... Ones, but... Well, I mean, essentially it was... Um, a, a, in the movie, Schindler had just like repurposed a, a concentration camp and turned it into a... Uh, uh, factory yeah. or whatever because there were had... all those guards there it was a military base yeah and they had Ray Fine being nutballs shooting people out of his balcony yeah 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 he was great in that movie which is a weird thing to say about a guy playing a Nazi he's great in every movie he's great as Voldemort so <laughs> he ended uh, Heinz ended up surviving the war and he went on to marry a woman named Gerda and they had a son, Christian, in 1940. So he got out before 1940. Did I write that down right? Huh. I guess. I guess I just let him out of the military. Maybe he ran away. I don't know. He survived the war. I'm confused. Mm. I probably have the wrong date there. Um, anyway, I'm not sure if he was bisexual or if this was a lavender marriage. Uh, according to a few sources I found, it was fairly common for anyone sent to concentration camps for being homosexual to get married in a heterosexual heterosexual marriage after the war um yeah that would make sense because of that especially if he did get out in the 1940 what's happening but yeah so he kind of disappeared from history after that there were he talked back and forth with christopher uh, how Isher would however you pronounce his name for a while they corresponded through letters but then it just kind of like petered off and then 
the last thing that they know of is um, Heinz sent him a letter of condolence when uh, Christopher's mother died, and that is all we know because he apparently is only a is only a valid person when it comes to being tied to this famous person. So, but it sounds like he probably, I think he, I think we do know that he died in eighty two, so he lived, you know, quite a quite a while after, yeah. which is good. But that's about it. I guess you, it might not be with all the uh, with having to all those memories still in your mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I mean, I don't know. Those survivors were strong after that. Yeah, survivors are coming out with their stories now that they're kind of becoming, you know, on their deathbed. Yeah. Do you want to hear something, um, uh, like not Nazi and not such a bummer? Uh huh. All right, I wrote it. Okay. I've heard there's a podcast quite queer for it covered gay history all year. The tangents were long and sarcasm was strong, but it's really quite pleasant to hear. Because it's Limerick Day. Yeah, hey, um, send that to, uh, have you posted that on our page yet? No, I'll post it, uh, well. Oh, yeah, on the actual day. We're, yeah. Because we're recording a day before Inside baseball, we're not recording on the 12th. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, what do you guys expect us to do? Just get together every night? Oh my I mean, gosh. We, I mean, so we kind of do. <laughs> yeah, but, but every now and then we manage to get it done a little bit earlier than. Yeah, we just. The night before. Lives are, <laughs> lives are busy, even though there's nothing going on. It's a weird thing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the world's in a in a mess. It doesn't help that I sleep until five. Anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've started getting that way too. Anyway, but like, if you guys would like to like us, we'd like you a lot. But first, I'm going to ask you to stick around for the unicorn at the end of this because um, that unicorn gets mad at me. It threatened me and um, uh, made me give it $20 for uh, missing its segment. So please, please, for me, um, for Kat. For safety, stick around for the unicorn. Um, and if you'd like to like us on Facebook, we would like you a lot. Our page is Queer All Year. We also have a group that is called the Queer All Year Mafia, Mafia. that has all kinds of in-depth material on there, conversations and such. You can also check us out on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Our uh, name is Queer All Year Pod on there, so you got to add the pod. As in podcast, it's great. Um, but if you want to get uh, bonus material such as bonus episodes, bloopers, ringtones, and more, you can check out check us out at uh, Patreon.com/queerallyear. And your donations right now will go toward getting me a Time Magazine subscription and McGee a new chair. I think the new chair comes first because I'm sure you. Will. Well, no, no, I can, I can buy my own chair. That we don't need that. Your guys's money will go to cats. Uh, more important things because the, uh, um, research is really what we uh need more. I mean, I, I can sneak in research from different places. Just I can't find anywhere that. We need to get you that J Store subscription. The what? 
The J oh, store. Oh, yes. Exactly. That thing. That's really would be has, everything, like, right? Research based passwords. I will take them. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Whoever whoever can hook up Rota out. Yeah. Hook us up. Hook us up on uh iTunes. I almost said Netflix. Uh on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star review. Hopefully. Yeah. Or give us a review you think we deserve, but we deserve a five star review and you know it. And huh. please tell everybody you know about us because we would like to get to know them and you. And I'm sure people you know are awesome because you're awesome. Um, where else? Anywhere you listen. Apple seems to be the best, but Spotify, whatever. Reviews and ratings, yay, and sharing and love and stuff. Would you like to hear All about right. the unicorn? Yeah. All right. What, what you unicorn. got, Unicorn? Unicorn today says, be where you are, which is super zen. Hey, that's like, what we say, always. Kind yeah, of. That's true. I mean, that's that's like a uh, watered-down like, version of your thing. Yeah, it's like you are where you're supposed to be, so be there. Be present in the moment and, you know, abide and all that kind of thing that I'm supposed to tell everybody as a good Judas priest. Uh, yeah, Judas like, Priest, that cracks me up every time I hear it. I'm like, Judas Priest, that's awesome. I have my or- <laughs> my ordination card. Breaking the law, breaking the law. I have, my cer- I have my certificate framed on the wall, and then I have my like certification card that you get. <laughs> I have that in my wallet. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> so that's the unicorn. The unicorn kind of gave you our, our closing advice today, so... I will just say, I hope you're able to get into the meditative state where you can be where you are, because you are exactly where the universe wants you to be.